You're listening to Steel City Music. Hey, you're listening to Steel City Music. I am your host, Gunner, doing the old pre-recorded Zoom interview. This time, a band out of Toronto, Sturgios and Robert from the Lookout Service. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. How you doing? I'm I'm a little pumped. I'm going to just tell you just a little smidge. I've uh, been drinking some coffee, like a lot of it, because I was doing stuff today. And... Uh, hyper a little sweaty over here and thank god we're not doing uh showing this on the video thing because grown man's getting nipple sweat over here and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's not attractive uh gentlemen gusapalooza is coming up what is it september 16th 17th 18th and you guys are a part of that yeah we're the first we're the 16th we're on plan on the 16th um and uh, with the lookout service you guys are playing that it's it's you guys are just primarily a duo you don't have any other members in the band no, it's just the two of us. Yeah. All right. Okay. So this is now we're going to get right into it. Um, first of all, I'd like to mention everyone that we did have our little pre-recorded chat and they're wearing black t-shirts and uh, I feel a little disrespected. I wanted the suits because you guys dress like accountants. It was even said uh, in your bio, makeitloud.com quoted you guys as, you know, the new accountants. Yeah, they look like butter wouldn't melt in their mouths. That's my favorite line. That's, that's <laughs> probably the best thing that's ever been written about our band. <laughs> Uh, when did you guys do that interview with, with the makeitloud.com? So that wasn't even an interview. Um, I got, I got an email from, uh, the guy's name is Richard Lee. Right. Um, and, and I, he's, he's somewhere in the UK and he kind of just, I guess, I, I, I don't know through, we were, we were doing kind of like a Spotify, uh, ad campaign when we were running our, our music when it had been released. Sure. Just trying to get it out to as many people as possible. And I got an email from him basically saying like, Hey, can I do a review on your EP? I heard it. I really like the sound. And we're like, of course. And then he writes like this stellar, you know, absolutely incredible review. And we like, he gave us five stars. We were, you know, we were really happy. And then, you know, he included that, the, the thing about the butter wouldn't melt in their mouths. I'm like, that's sick. You know yeah. I mean? That is that, once in a while it's it's nice that people are creative like that when they say something about you that you went that, that never occurs because a, a lot of people that you know in the entertainment industry the creative type people um there's this you must know the feeling of this is us this is who we are and how we're being interpreted and sometimes people will, will quote or, or say something about you and you just go what <laughs> are they talking about and then you're just like and then you look at yourself and you go Am I, am I betraying that? Am I giving off that? Or this, you know, because branding, um, branding who you are is like, it's so relevant now on social media. And, and you know, you mentioned Spotify, he, he heard it here. And there's like the other stuff that you guys are doing on social media. So everyone is like, gets influenced by what other people say to an extent. And even myself, um, when I started listening to you guys and I was reading your bio and it said, uh, Death from Above 1979. And I wasn't listening to a track that sounded like Death from Above 1979. And I was like, going, what are they writing here? Yeah. This is complete fabrication and garbage, right? Because I like 1979. I'm like going, this is like, this is a ballad. The, the, what are they talking? Like, I, I thought, okay, well, they're just they're just throwing shit at the wall, see what sticks. Yeah. And then I heard some of the other stuff and went, well, I better take all that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so which to me was like, oh, wow, this this band has like, it, it, it's just not nailed in one kind of uh, a genre beat. You know, there's yeah, some indie, no, there's some fuzz, there's some blues. Um, it's gritty. And and when I was hearing some of the song, I was going, 
they also need to have a participating audience to get oh, big time big time. oh yeah you know so given the fact that you guys you guys are from the toronto area you must have played some shows in that area getting some audience feedback like, you know like the horseshoe or the rib or anything like that we, we play like in the past year we played like every effort for, for sure every month sometimes even twice three times a month you know what i mean just kind of like our own shows or hopping on somebody's bill and and in the shows that like the hometown shows they're always different you know what i mean because we got all of our friends coming out like people yelling in the crowd singing along it's it's like a very kind of like um like all-encompassing vibe you know what i mean the, we the band we feed off of the audience and then when, when the audience sees us getting hyped up the audience gets hyped up that hypes us up even more it's kind of like this circle yeah yeah it's, it's really cool well, how long has uh, the two of you guys been doing this now as as this duo? Or were you guys in a bigger band or or you guys in separate bands? Like, how did you meet up? Well, yeah, well, we met in high school. Uh, we played in, like, three bands in high school together. And all of them ended in various <laughs> ways <laughs> and were of various qualities as well. Yeah. Going from bad to worse. <laughs> oh, well, you, but you're yeah. not going to start out great anyway, right? So yeah. you got to, like you know move through things so, so you start in high school three different bands different styles that kind of you guys are you schmuck it out for in your high school years and then when does it come down to the two of you to, to go okay let's let's do this so basically we were just we, we we got sick of just trying to look for members you know what i mean like people right. were yeah you know people who would be there not having to like fight people to like show up to practice and like look for gigs so it was just the two of us so i said like you know, why don't we just try the two piece thing? You know what I mean? And just see if we can get something steady. And then it's just, it's actually been really smooth sailing for about what, a year and a half now? Yeah, almost two. Almost, almost two years. Almost two years. Well, you guys are playing around Southern Ontario doing shows. Mm -hmm. uh, is that just like word of mouth and you guys are like hustling on social media, looking for gigs, that sort of thing? Or do you have someone calling on your behalf, an, uh, an agent of sort? Just you guys? Just straight hustling. Just straight hustling. Yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah. a lot of work. Hey, yeah. go, going back to um, about that whole live crowd vibe of you guys playing. Um, how do you guys, when, when you when you hit the stage, you're opening up for someone else who has a different style of music. Is there any apprehension or you just, just bore through it like a tank? Okay, this is us. Boom, 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 boom. Here's our style. This is us. We can't pander to the headlining act crowd. We, we tend to... We tend to read like a, if we're opening, we especially study the band that we're opening for because like you said earlier, a lot of our stuff is different styles and we, we both like a lot of different stuff. And we like, especially when it comes to covers, we play a lot of different genres of stuff. So we, we like to, right. we, we, we don't mind the pandering sometimes every once in a while, like, but we don't really see it as pandering though. Cause we like what we're doing anyway. Uh -huh. It's not like, it's not like it's any less enjoyable for us no matter what we're playing really. Well, yeah, there's because there's always like, you know, whenever I've been around bands for, for years now, it's like, okay, well, we're opening up for this band here. You know, we don't want to like sound like them where there's, this is us, you know, we're, 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 we're this is us, this is, this is what we're going to be doing. But uh, the playing the covers thing is smart because everyone knows that other artist, that's a song that, that hooks them right in. So that makes total sense. Yeah. Like a, a lot of, a lot of the covers that we, that we play are, because we we actually sometimes struggle picking a cover because we're only a two piece right and a lot of songs like have a distinct bass line that you need to play while you're playing some kind of guitar melody so the 
the, the covers that we select are pretty, they're pretty thought out. You know what I mean? Like they're usually very simple kind of sing along style covers that, that I can sing and play guitar and Rob can add drums on or, or whatever. But going back to what you said about like, there will be certain, like when we're opening up for somebody, there will be certain times where we, yes, like we will kind of read the room and try and, you know, that kind of that old school, like, you know, when you're a band, you kind of play to your crowd, you know what I mean? You don't want to like, like overbear the other bands that are playing. You don't want to get like, we travel with a lot of gear, especially, and it's, sometimes it could pretend our setup could be pretty big and it could be a little bit intimidating to other bands that we play with, you know, like there's four of them, but all their amps are a lot smaller than ours. Just, just because we need what we need to make the sound that we need to make. Right. But sometimes like the last gig that we played, it was, a it was an artist showcase for raw, raw artist Canada. It was down at the fountain blue event center, uh, close to BMO field. Uh, and we we just I, I mean the, the band that was on before us was like an uh, like a folk three piece, and then the band that was on after us was like a soca Latino band. So we that's were a crazy ready, booking. We're gonna go full steam, turn everything up to yeah. eleven. We just rip like I think we played wild like we played wild thing by Jimi Hendrix and a bunch of our songs. People kind of like turning heads like, what is this? Yeah. So, but sometimes you got to do that too, right? It's 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 the shock value as well. I call that stealing the show and that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you know? very... there was like some great quotes that, uh, that I mentioned this before to people that, that I read were like Bob Dylan's Bob Dylan said, my music, you either like me or hate me. If there's anything in between, I'm not, I'm not doing my thing. Exactly. Like you, you remember a band that just like, Whoa, you know, that just stands out. Hey, if you're just tuning in now and you're listening, you're listening to steel city music. My uh, guests right now are the lookout service is it lookout service or look service. Hold on here. Look out service, right? You know what I'm doing. See, I got a couple monitors here, and we're talking about because you're a two piece, and you're talking about. You just mentioned that show, and I clicked on your stage plot because I was curious. Yeah, as a two piece, sometimes you have to cover off on um, different sounds to to fill things out. And you just said, "Yeah, well, we we keep things simple." But what are you guys rocking as far as gear goes? Because I'm looking over here, and I got like one pedal, one guitar. You know, looks like a Vox amp. So, uh, so that, that, that stage plot is very, like, it's very basic. The, 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 the gear that we use, like I'm, I'm the, the complex one. Rob's just rocking like a regular five piece, six piece. Rocket. Well, like two toms and a few symbols. Right. Right. But, but my point is, is that if, if you guys are changing the sound and you're getting louder, like some, some guys will play through double cabinets, that sort of thing. Like that's so that's exactly what I do. So my my guitar is kind of set up in a way where I have, you know, like like I have a very big pedal board, um, and it has like a, all the various effects that I need for what, whatever song that I'm going to use. But it also has, um, kind of like an amp switcher on it, which I I run my guitar runs into a guitar amp, and then it also runs into a bass amp. Right. Oh, you are used to bass amp. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So I usually use the the amp switcher to basically just turn on and off the bass amp. So like, let's say a part, like we come up to the chorus of a song and I want it to have lots of impact. Then I'll, I'll, I'll stomp on the, the bass amp and you just get like this big low end push that, you know, right. it, it's like a, it's like, it's more feeling than it is sound. You know what I mean? I feel like whenever I turn it on, it's like, Oh, you get this low rumble and like you can feel it in your gut. And that's kind of, I was, when we were coming up with our sound, that's what I was going for more so than the actual tone. Like I wasn't, 
we tried we tried two guitar amps and turning a second guitar amp on i'm like there's not enough oomph here you know there's i need a little bit of that back end so we went into the bass amp and it's just been like whatever every time i turn that thing on it's just it's like okay this is the sound you know that see that i i like that i like that you do that because to me it fills out a room it does actually it, it grabs people's attention and because a lot of times when you see a duo you're like oh come on what are we doing yeah. here yeah. you know you're trying to save on per diems you don't want a bass player you don't want yeah. <laughs> another yeah. guitar player or a keyboard whatever but it makes total sense now you flip that though and can you go and do just an acoustic set the two is you know where it's very stripped down do you do shows like that we on wednesdays robin there's a, there's a local bar that we play yeah. the old side um where's this where, where is this tell us this is like this is like the the bar of etobicoke if if, if you ever find yourself in toronto you have to go to the old side at, at least like, once at <laughs> least once it's an experience uh, why just because the regulars are like really old and cranky and they don't want loud music or is it a punch fest or I'd like what's the deal actually i'd say yeah oh okay it's just like it like i can't even describe it just every time you go something's gonna happen so you're you're gonna see something whether it's whether it's like like an old guy lying in the middle of the street like just face <laughs> down passed out or uh, you get a, like a, a full life story from Crystal, who's been who's forty years old, just had you know has her kids at home, and she's just like hammered at the bar. Like you're gonna see something, you know what I mean? You know, I know you guys are saying this is a Tobacco, but I don't need to drive to the Tobacco. I have Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you just you just described my hometown, which is you yeah. know it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. But is so that type of environment uh, with the two of you guys uh, when you play when you play there, is it just covers or is this where you like hone your material in regards to writing that sort? thing it hurts me it's like mainly covers like on the wednesday what he was saying is they have like an open mic night so you just get up and do a couple songs and they have like a drum kit and you plug into an acoustic guitar amp and then that's basically it right. we were there last night actually <laughs> <laughs> no but but does that open you guys have you thought about doing more shows like that to open you up to other bills so because we were just talking about there's like one band on the bill they were acoustic and then there was you and then there was a soca thing oh, but that the diversity of doing other shows like that adds another, you guys, another element and adds more gigs, more money in your pocket. It's also, I also find like when we go and we play a bar like that, they, so you, you can go and you can do like a couple songs together, but you can, there's also always at the end of the night, there's kind of like an open jam where everybody just hops on stage. And I think that's a, that's a really good place to cut your teeth as a musician. You know what I mean? You can uh, the ability to go up with a bunch of random people that you've never you haven't rehearsed with. Right. You look at everybody and be like, okay, what are we gonna play? Because there's people sitting and they want to hear something. And 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 I I find that it's like especially as a band, and if you want to call yourself a band, you need to have that ability to entertain people, read the room, and 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 kind of kind of slip into whatever the situation is. You know what I'm saying? And I think playing gigs like that, like as you mentioned, playing smaller gigs to network, but also to become a better musician. I think that's really important. What a, at this point now, when we're talking about like live shows, have you guys been doing uh, any festivals aside from Gusapalooza? Like, have you done small festivals beforehand? This is going to be our first. Oh, that's great. That's going to be yeah. awesome because it's going to be an experience for you, you know? Because it's it's all the catering to who's in front of you and as you're playing and, and the live reaction. Is it a daytime or nighttime? Do you, what time are you guys on? I think we're on five o'clock, five thirty. Five thirty. Okay. Yeah. So they're still. Yeah. Okay. All right. That I'm 
in my mind with festivals, it's kind of like they're not going to be as drunk as they're going to be at eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if it's a good crowd, you might survive. You know, just, you know, I think of these things because I've done these shows before and I'm like, "Mm, timing is everything. Guys, um, where do we go to find out to uh, find out more about the band and music and that sort of stuff? So for um, uh, thelookoutservice.com, we got a website, just www.thelookoutservice.com. Um, we're active on Instagram, Facebook. That's where you can find out about all our upcoming gigs. Uh, if you want to listen to our music, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, we're on all streaming platforms. Um, and also, we do, uh, like... Um, like again, as we mentioned, we're just constantly playing all over the city. So whenever we're playing in a bar, we kind of just announce where we're going to be next, so people can kind of find us and find out about us and see about where we're going next and all this kind of stuff. But usually, the the pretty basic social media: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Okay. those are the ones. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, man, thanks for taking the time uh, to have this chat with me. Also, just going to let you know that uh, I'm going to contact Valerie at Gusapalooza, and I want some pictures of you guys in the in the the suits. Uh, you know, just to just to make sure you're being consistent, that sort of thing. And and if I see you in black t-shirts, that's the end of you. I'm going to mock you forever. Yeah, All right, man. Thanks for for having that chat with us today. Cheers. Thanks very much. Hey, we're the Lookout Service. You're listening to Steel City Music, and this is how we love a baby. This is how it always looks like, but sometimes it's illusion. Steel City Music.